Welcome to Mint, the corner of where crypto meets the creator economy. My name is Adam Levy, and every Tuesday and Thursday, I'll be showing you how the creators of today are building the communities of tomorrow by harnessing the power of Web3. Before we kick off this episode, I wanted to recognize one of the NFT sponsors that's helping make Mint a reality. They are CyberConnect, a decentralized social graph protocol allowing users to own and control their social connections while providing a universal data layer backed by powerful social features to empower developers. Already with 150,000 users and 3 million connections, CyberConnect is the largest decentralized social graph supporting Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, Near, and Solana with more coming soon. To learn more, visit cyberconnect.me and start connecting with everyone in Web3. This episode welcomes the Web3 native rapper Ibn Inglor. In this episode, we discuss his entry into Web3, why he believes NFTs are the perfect medium for music artists, and his mental model behind membership NFTs. I hope you guys enjoy our conversation. Ibn Inglor, welcome to Mint. Thank you for being on, my guy. How you doing? Doing good. Tired as shit, but making it happen, man. <laughs> Tired as shit. New baby and everything I was told behind the scenes. Yes, yes. Kick my ass. Kicking me and the lady's <laughs> ass. How do, you, how do you find time to do the creative stuff and be a full-time dad? Bro, I'd be pulling energy out of the air. For real, for real. I'd just be fucking particles. Like, whatever, <laughs> whatever could keep me going for like a minimum amount of time until um, until I crash. Uh, that's pretty much it, for real. Like, it's just because it's so nonstop that I have to basically just keep going, going, going until like I just crash out for like a couple hours or some shit like that. It's like wild. Yeah. It we love to see it though. The hustles as well and alive. I think a good place to start this episode, Ibn, is who are you, man? What does the world need to know about you? But more specifically, how'd you get your start into crypto? Uh, so my name is Ibn Inglor. I'm an uh, artist from the south side, far south side of Chicago, a place called Algill Gardens. Um, I started making music professionally in 2013. That's when I established the Ibn Inglor name and the brand on multiple publications. I was... Um, I was making sure that my name was seen every day or every other day when I was releasing music, whether it was on Fake Short Drive, um, DJ Booth, On Smash, fucking uh, Pursuit of Dope, Pursuit of Dopeness, Ruby Hornet, if you guys know about them. Like I was making sure that like I was recording songs, mixing them and putting them out like the very next day or two days after I had just put out another song because I'm like people need to see my name know my name and the more familiar they get with my name then the more or the faster I become a household name so um when I got into crypto and web3 it was around last year um around March of last year but I really got into it like fully fully um like around May. So when March came, my friend was telling me about it. I minted a couple pieces on Zora. And then I basically just like walked away from my computer. I was just like, yeah, I don't know if I, um, I don't know if, um, you know, I don't know what's to this. I'm mm. very naive. I'm very naive about the space. Um, and it was new waters. So that was another thing that was kind of, I was kind of hesitant on it. It was a whole bunch of life shit going on at that time. And, and then that was before, you know, baby number two. So, um, uh, March came, met to some pieces and then dip, went on a trip in April. And then my dad passed early May or no mid May. 
So that kind of like stifled like any initiative to learn about Web3 uh, or any like ambitions to even figure out what was really in this in this space mm-hmm. and shit like that. So um, come late, like a couple weeks after um, my dad passed, I want to say I sold uh, either my first or my second piece on catalog. Cause I had got hit up by um, Alex Cyber, who um, used to write for Pigeons and Planes, or I don't know if he still does, but he writes for Pigeons and Planes, and um, he had contacted me about like, yo, like you know, I seen you signed up to be on a wait list. I used to listen to your music and shit back in two thousand, like back when I was in high Ooh. school. That's that's what he. I was, so I was like, damn. So I was damn. like, okay, back. Uh, and he was like, yeah, like we're like the you know push your application through. Uh, to get you, you know, onboarded onto catalog. And I was like, all right, bet. Put my song up there. Within like five minutes of like my first mint, I got a bid. And I was wow. like, what the, yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, okay, cool. I kind of like, not that I downplayed it at all, but I just didn't really up it like I was supposed to. And then my, my lady was the one that kind of told me like, nah, like, you know, you made, you know, you officially made, um, you know, money off your music. Like you did that. That's that's what just happened. So I had to kind of take it as a win and because it really was. And then I went on to sell a second piece. And then I was like, okay, cool. That's when I started after the second piece was sold. And I kind of had time to wind down from, you know, um like my, my dad leaving. I built mm-hmm. my PC. So I kept my I kept my uh mind pretty much working and then at that time I was like fucking I'm just gonna do a, a whole deep dive into Twitter and Web3 and I just hopped on Twitter, started following people. I was not active on Twitter for like the last four years of my career up until like this 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 fucking world came to be the world that I wanted to jump into for real. So when I did that, it was um it was lovely. It was fucking lovely. Yeah. So that's kinda how I really got into it. I was like testing the waters and one foot in one foot out wild that's wild so this this hustle that you keep talking about like that's how i met you right like the the yeah. I, like one of my questions yes. to you is like the root of your hustle like where do you find the root of like what's the root of your hustle what's the root of your curiosity because i got this dm from you uh saying like hey levy uh i'm throwing this crowdfund you know like it's similar to daniel <laughs> allen's i'd love for you to check it out this, this, and that. And uh, it was like, all right, this, this guy's like, this guy knows what to do. Like he, like I bet on people. I like buying collections from people who know and understand the hustle for the most part. Right, and, right. Uh, and I remember just accepting it shortly after, even you see, like you messaged me at 146. I accepted it at, at 155. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I bought, you know, like, that's the, <laughs> like I, I love that. Where does, where does that come from? Where does this like hustle energy come from? It, like that ass it like, it, personally for me like i'm like a real like cutting out the middleman type of guy so i want to build with like people one-on-one so it was one of those things where man like it was just this knack that i've always had that it's like no i want to go directly to the person so even before like web3 i was like me and my friend brandon like we we're fucking scouring the internet for emails and editors to hit up and pitch and pitch um publicate like pitch to the publications and shit like that so when i tell you like i found every email for like the co on the co-founders of fader and the president of fader and i emailed all of them and they got back to me like just on some like some some you know so i was like what the fuck so now like i have like a 
I have a, a, a very good relationship with Andy Cohen, Andy Cohen, who is the former president of Fader to the point where like I was getting free, I was still getting like free Fader magazines and shit like that, just wow. all based off of my um, professionalism when I, you know, when I'm contacting people because I don't, I don't want to ever feel like I'm, I'm, um, I'm not like asking for anything. I'm more so trying to build and build a relationship with you more so than anything. So that's why uh, a lot of the times when I was sending out all those DMs, I was letting people know like, hey, I'm taking a shot in the dark here. You know, like I don't normally do this, but I'm just, you know, going out on a whim. And I just really, if it connected, I was never like pushing people to just buy it. I was letting them know like, hey, if the story resonates with you, if you fuck with me, you know, and you, feel like man okay i want to back this kid i want to support what he's got going on then boom we, we go from there we build from there so check so, this out so i reference your dm when artists ask me what's the best way to find collectors and to build your name i always reference your dm i send them a screenshot of the dm, the, the DM that you sent me because that was a great dm and it got me to buy and you know typically people would get very uncomfortable doing that Right. Yeah. The, the, the discomfort of feeling like you're bothering someone, the discomfort of feeling like you might you might get rejected or whatever the insecurity may be. But you just like I, I, I assume you just fired off to a bunch of people. Oh, what fucking every you know how many crowdfunds I looked at? So like <laughs> I look I bro, when I tell you I was uh, this is the different like I don't know, like I get in this mode where it's like, OK, if I have to make something happen, I'm going to try my best to make it happen. And nine times out of ten, I damn near make it happen. So I was like. I, I know what I priced my NFTs for on my crowdfund. So I checked other crowdfunds and I was looking at people who bought at that same price point. And I was like, um, mm. I'm going to, I didn't, I didn't look at who, who had more ETH to buy. Or if you, if you spent five ETH on a, on a, on a, on a crowdfund, I wasn't looking at that. I was looking at the people who were spending 0.1 or 0.25. You feel me? And I was contacting them. So I was like, Hey, like, you know, this is what I have going on in the space. I'm new to the space. I'm trying to learn myself around the space. And this is just what I have going on. And this is my story. And if you fuck with me and you want to, you know, contribute to what I have going on, I, I fucking greatly appreciate it. And show enough, like, damn it. Like, you know, nine times out of 10, every majority of people got back to me. Some people didn't, which is like, you know, it, it happens because it's a shot in the dark. Shit, it's a, but you, you won't know until you, you know, <laughs> you, you try know, it for real. I, I really resonate with that as a podcaster. Uh, my part of my job is just to consistently reach out to people um, and to try to stay competitive and get better guests on. And there is even sometimes situations where I reach out to people for a year and they mm -hmm. ignore all my messages. They ignore mm -hmm. all my messages until they finally reply to one. And that's after mm -hmm. a year. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, that like. A lot of people that come into the space as well, like new independent artists, even like people who come from the label background, I always tell them, everybody's here to make friends. Everybody wants to hear your story. Um, you yeah. just have to, need to have that persistence. You need to have that drive to be able to know how to chase it, essentially. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And man, that 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 hustle, that initiative that, you know, it's like a little tinker, you know, I come from where I come from is also like plays a big part in like, you know, why I am how I am and. You know, nothing was ever given. Nothing would, would mm. ever be given, especially like in the hood and the trenches and shit like that. So you really kind of got to, you know, get out there and get your own. You know, my mom always yeah. told me shit like, you know, you have to go through your own bumps and bruises throughout life. Like everybody has to go through that. So no matter what you go through, like, I don't know, man, you got to 
to make it in this world, you got to have some type of fucking hustle about you, some type of grind. For real, for real. Like, you really do. And I used to pitch pennies for Pokemon cards. Like, it was, like, kind of embedded in me, like, at a very, mm. very young age. Like, we were gambling for Pokemon cards. So, like, what the fuck? Like... It was, it was what is it what is an outreach then That's yeah, not, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, let's let, let, let's talk about danger zone for a sec okay because that was that iconic crowdfund that that helped put your name on the map in web3 i remember it was around the time where uh, other artists attempted to do crowdfunds some failed uh some succeeded your yours was one of them that, that kind of like succeeded and did really well uh then you got onto different platforms and you, you, you've actually like built a name for yourself in the space, right? And I actually really enjoy your music. Even more recently, you have a new project going on with membership NFT cards that we'll, we'll get to in a minute. And there's so much to talk about, but I want to I wanna wind it back, okay? The Mirror Crowdfund, the Danger Zone Crowdfund, the one that I got the DM about, how did that come together? Why, why did you feel like Web3 was the perfect platform to do that? Beyond the ability to raise money, okay? Beyond the ability yeah. to, to see that how artists were getting liberated creative, creatively. Maybe that is a core reason. I don't know. But is there any, like, what's the story behind that? Man, it was like, it was literally a whim. Like, it was another shot in the dark. So when I got told about NFTs, I started building out the, the, well, before even NFTs, I started building out the logo for Danger Zone in general, which is the skeleton with the Thunderbolt over his head. So once I really established that as the logo, I hit up a, my 3D designer um, and I told him like, hey, I would like to turn this into a coin. So we made one coin at first. And this was just like, I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do with the coin for real. And then it kind of gradually, everything graduated that's kind of like what happened everything literally fucking graduated from being this into like this so we started with one coin at first and my and in my mind this was like early this was early in the year this was like early march and the crowdfunding to drop into october so i was already working on like the assets and didn't even know what the fuck i was going to do with them until it came time to actually do what needs to be done with them so um the first the first my whole my whole game plan at first was like okay i'm building utility around these um around these coins i'm trying to figure out how i want to release them where i want to release them and what price point to release them at and i was going to drop each coin on um open and just kind of push it out that way and just kind of um you know figure out how i can tell my story through OpenSea with the coins and have people still kind of see it all at once. And it just didn't really make sense on, it, it just didn't, the, the way to do that, I, I just didn't really see a, a vision for, for, for that, for people to actually be resonating with me as a person if I only dropped them on OpenSea. So uh, stepping back a little bit, we, when I realized, you know, what was going on in this space, we ended up making, we went from one coin to 10 coins because I was like, hey, let's kind of like, let's make a couple different variations of them. And he was like, all right, bet. So we made like 10 coins total. We dropped three on the crowdfund. Um, and we released a couple other ones throughout like, um, like some not incentivizing people, but more so like rewarding people because I want the coins to have like, the coins will have future utility. That's why I'm kind of like only letting them out through like specific, um, I'm only giving them to people through like specific, uh, specific, um, what I want to say, um, interactions. So people, who, so people who contributed to, I did a, I did a party bit. It was my first party bit ever. I would say the party bit was like way more um, stressful to, to, to fun and get started than a, than a crowdfund. 
weirdly, but um, I didn't I didn't incentivize anybody um, to contribute to the crowd. I mean, to contribute to the um, party bid. I was more just kind of like pushing and promoting it. Then when it got funded and the bid got started, I we airdropped everybody um, a, a silver a silver coin. But jumping back to the crowd fund, um, man. So basically, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump like. I'm going to jump forward a little bit. So No, it's so interesting because I, I know this story is so big and I know the prep behind it is so big. So hearing all the intricate details is amazing. Oh, bro. Because it's like when I tell people it was a lot, it took a, it was a lot and it was like, it took so long to kind of piece together. And I feel like how everything came together was within God's speed and God's time. Everything hit right when it was supposed to hit. I hit up another 3D designer to make the full size skeleton um and he had only he had only made the full size skeleton like the for the podium for the podium nfts and those were the free nfts so mm-hmm. i hit him up i want to say like when i when i when i realized that i was going to do mirror i hit him up like super last minute like hey can we do two more poses because i need three poses for the podium nfts for the top three people who 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 win the podium so he managed to get me the fucking and I told him, like, I need him by October 1st. And this was, like, November, like, 27th or 28th or some shit like that when I had hit him. And he was like, man, I'll, I'll try to get him to you within that time frame. Like, I, it's no promises, but I'll try. So all the assets hit directly on time. I had all the coins I needed to figure out which coins I wanted to release. Mm-hmm. I had the podium NFTs at the same time to figure out which ones I wanted to put up. And I seen, and then jumping back a little bit, I seen... How I even found out about Mirror, I seen Daniel Alice crowdfund, I want to say one random night, I think the night that he dropped it, and I was like, wow. And I was like, damn. Like, that's how, you feel me? That's how you tell a story, very intricate, very detailed, very informational. He hit it on a mark right out the fucking gate, and I was like, damn. And he was giving yeah. the, he was the, what he was giving away was kind of similar to what I was doing also, so I was like, okay, we both were thinking about this idea. So those next three to four days, I wrote out my whole crowdfund. Like, I, I didn't have anything written be prior to that. But once I seen his, I started writing my crowdfund. Ooh, first, I want to figure out how to get on Mirror. And at this time, you cannot get on Mirror without a right token. Right, right. So I did my right, I did my right race pitch. And I wasn't, I was still new to the community. I wasn't really on Twitter like that for real, for real. So when I did my pitch, of course, I got zero upvotes except the 10 I gave myself. So I didn't. <laughs> I didn't hey, right, man. Like, if you're not going to support yourself, then you will. <laughs> I'm like, I, hey, I'm like, shit, I got to I gotta make some shit. So I gave myself my 10 upvotes. And then the day after Daniel Allen's crowdfund, I believe that's when Mirror opened the first tool that they opened up to the public was fucking crowdfunding. Mm. And I was like, gunned it. I just gunned it. I just went for it. I was in the fucking discords. I was in, I was in, I was in them heavy and I was just figuring out, okay, what, what to do, what I need to do. When they, when I seen them open up the tool, I shot, I, man, I went on there. I was typing day and night. I didn't go to sleep till like six in the morning, waking up to like, uh, waking up at like 10, starting hopping right back on the computer, writing it out. I'm not a very good writer, so I was using like this tool to help me write each sentence and shit like that. Like I was like making it 
to where that like it'll reword my senses in a way that I wanted it to sound and come off because I'm not like that great of a writer. So um, that helped me a shit ton. And but yeah, my my lady didn't like fuck with me at the time. My my son mm. was all up my ass because I was like on the computer just fucking typing away day in and day out. Wow. Up and up until so I think Daniel Allen released his crowdfund like November twenty. 5th or 26th crowdfunding opened the 27th and i dropped it i dropped my crowdfund on the 1st of october what's up guys adam levy here sorry for the quick pause but i wanted to recognize a couple of our nft sponsors who are helping make this episode a reality they are coinvise and mint socks first up on coinvise you can create a personal or community-owned social token on ethereum Coinvise also helps you create incentives through token rewards and bounties, NFT business models, and bot integrations for Discord. Discover more by visiting coinvise.co today. Next up, we've got Mint Songs, a community curated marketplace for one-of-one -one music NFTs minted on Ethereum. Mint Songs connects music lovers and collectors with artists that want to build unique one-to-one -one relationships with their fans through music. To join as an artist, you will need to be invited by an existing artist or an existing collector within the Mint Songs community. Check out the artists pioneering the future of Web3 music today by visiting mintsongs.com. Alright, back to the episode. So tell me more about the team behind that because it, it after you've been in the space for a while and you you educate yourself and you're participating in crowdfunds or in discords, you can kind of get a holistic view of what's going on and try to navigate it potentially individually. But in the beginning, if you're new to the space, you need you need helping hands. What was what was your experience with that? It was me. It was just me. Was it? <laughs> it was just me. Um, so my producers, uh, Aaron and Brandon, they don't, they weren't, they wasn't really in the space, huh. like um, for real, for real. So when I even did the crowdfund, I wasn't, like, I got did it so fast that I wasn't even, I was so locked in that I wasn't even able to tell them about it. So I told them like after it was all done and it was launched. So prior to that, it was literally just me, just straight me. It was the grind that I had to get on discords and stay up on them day in and day out talking to people just just politicking and just being just being me for for hopping in twitter spaces so how do you find the time between creating and then doing all the other stuff that you need to do as a creator in in crypto bro because <laughs> like everybody loves you for your music right but you also have that you need to have that entrepreneurship mind you need to have the operational mindset you need to have the administrative mindset you need to wear all these different hats and that could actually take away from like your creative energy that you use to kind of build up your name as 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 who you are today it's a it's a it's a balance i, I guess i would say it's really a balance it's knowing when to cut it off and when to cut it on because when you cut it on you have you give yourself let's say like okay i'll give myself probably like a week a week of straight connecting and politicking and reaching out to people and then i'll set aside a time to actually work on music because for so long i've been disconnected from my music so whenever i get the time to do it i i go i go full force with it and um once we got the crowdfund funded we actually uh my producer is from scotland aaron he's actually from scotland so he came up to the states and we worked on an album for a whole month to finish fully fully finish it out excuse me get it mastered get it mixed re-record everything we needed to re-record remix everything that we needed to remix because again well first we've been working on this album for like the past six years 
So Danger Zones has been in a work since like fucking 2017, 2018. We've made a song like one one to two songs every like one or two years or some shit like that. And then as time went on, it it, it propelled to be just become this this project that it is today. So um, you know, for the longest time I didn't have time to 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 um sit with my music and create and stuff like that. So I had actually more leisure time to jump into Web3 and the business side because I wasn't being, I wasn't as, I wasn't in that creative mode as frequently as I would, as I would have wanted to be. So I just took the time to just politic and, and grow and build and connect with people for real, for real. And so it kind of worked out for me, but it's balanced. It's, that's, that's what it really is. It's balanced and, and knowing that, knowing the time to shut it off and knowing the time to shut it and cut it on. Um, Let me ask you, why do you think NFTs are such a good medium for music artists? Like, what, what is it about it that allows the, the individual to get liberated beyond the crowdfunding, right? In, forms, in the form of distribution, in the form of fandom, and all these different components that would otherwise be more or less controlled by maybe a middleman in Web2, for example. Like, how do you think about that? Freedom. Freedom to do, you know, what you want to do and build it, building a team around you as the artist and not having to cater to any company or uh, association and no shit like that. It's the freedom at the end of the day. It's the freedom that I can release any song that I want to release, whether I, I make it on a phone memo or I make it in my fucking bathroom or whatever. I can release that and people would still appreciate it the same way that they appreciate something being fully mastered and mixed on iTunes or Spotify, some shit like that. Um, and getting the, you know, and because I don't, I don't ever like to talk numbers. So it's, it's pretty much that getting the respect, giving the respect to the artists and letting them be the artists they want to be and not holding them back in no way, form or fashion. And when you build a team around just the artists, you kind of see like how much happier, you know, the artist is, how much less stressful he is when you have a management team that's like being able to, man, like, what I want to say, navigate for you when you do have a lot of family shit mm -hmm. going on, when you do have, you know, very important, um, you know, just real life shit happening. And, and the weight of a label isn't weighing down on you because it's like, no, you don't have to, you know, I don't have to cater to you guys. Like, this is my career and I'm moving at the pace that I'm moving at. Mm -hmm. And I have a team around me that's making sure that I'm if, if they're not moving at my pace, they're moving faster than me because they're always making sure that, whatever happens is in good, you know, good faith and good favor of my career and stuff like that while I'm dealing with real life stuff. So when I'm able to jump back into what I need to jump back into, it's like I never left. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that's what I like about it. And that's what I think that it, it means, you know, for a lot of a lot of us artists and we all talk about it all the time. And it's just the the freedom, man, the freedom, bro, for real, for real, because Without that, like, you know, we, we get held down and we get stressed and we get in this depressive stage or state and shit like that. And we kind of just ball up and curl and go away and right. and, and don't really, um, you know, and don't really have the time to, you know, when we do that, we're missing out. If we don't have a team around us already, we're missing out on opportunities, opportunities that's to come. You feel me? So if I'm, you know, shut down and shutting out and I don't have a team around me, I, I didn't build this team around me, then I'm like stifling myself in my career once again, because, you know, that's what's happened before where I'll get depressed and not be reaching out to people and not be connecting and keeping these relationships up because right. that's what matters. And then once they fall, it's over with. But I have a team around me that could keep the relationships up while I'm dealing with myself and my family and my family and shit like that. And I'm dealing with 
you know, um, whatever it is. And I'm still there. Those relationships are still being kept up at a high level because of the team around me. That's just, and I come back and it's like, okay, cool. Like bro's been talking to you. Uh, Isaiah has been talking to you. Aaron's been talking to you. Cool. Cool. I'm just, now it's just following me up and getting me back in the loop of things. For real, for real. So yeah. that's what I like about it. the most. You know, part of, part of tokenizing your, your music is like introducing the financialization of your, of your art to the world. Right. And being able to do that uh, in a way where you now introduce another element to your music that otherwise didn't have wouldn't have existed in traditional music, right? Being able to bet on you as an artist and then being able to trade off that and actually have upside as you grow, as you develop, whether it be a speculative growth, whether it be an actual data proven growth, whatever it may be, you have that now, you know? Mm-hmm. But one thing, one thing as a collector that, kind of prevents me from selling an asset even if i see an opportunity to sell or whether it's an asset or a song whatever you want to define it is me leaving the community and no longer supporting the creator once i sell that nft right which i think is super interesting because you introduced a new concept and i don't know if it's new but you're one of the first few people that i've seen actually implement this concept of membership nfts but doing it in a way where you're recognizing your collectors. You're sending them this like little this little card, right, that sits in their wallet and allows you to kind of recognize that they were an early supporter, even if they were to sell the NFT, because that's part of the game that the collector plays, right? And you exactly. recognize that as a creator, right? Can you talk more about that? Why, like, what was your mentality and mental model behind introducing the membership NFT? They actually came out really beautifully designed as well. So props to your team. Can you can you walk me through that? Shout out Isaiah. He's he's management <laughs> and he he man, that guy fucking doesn't sleep at all, man. Um, it was a it was a idea that was actually brought to me and I kinda like um I I, I thought it was, you know, amazing to kind of do because my big Isaiah knows that my biggest thing is making sure that the people who supported me from the start, like y'all get y'all have my heart, you feel me? So it's like I'm very appreciative and I don't want no one ever feeling like they're not being appreciated when they supported me mm. and um you know put their faith and belief behind me because that's not I've, I've experienced it before that's not something anybody has to ever do so you can get told no you can get told that i don't fuck with your music i don't fuck with you as a person this that and the third but when you do that's why i you know want to keep the gratitude going and keep it rolling because yeah i want people to make money i want people to um you know, I want my floor to rise. I want people to be able to feel like they made a good investment, you know, even if their initial reason for backing something wasn't for even an, uh, uh, an investment or uh, anything like that. So if, if you're able to make money off the, the coin that, you know, that you bought and still get the perks from the from the you know from from everything and being a day one supporter i feel like that's like you know it's you got your cake and you're eating it too and i feel like that's what's kind of making that's what's going to make a lot of people feel a lot more valued in the long run than just like oh damn like okay like you said i have to leave this community after i've you know i really fuck with this artist i fuck with what he's doing but hey i might want to sell this piece and it's a, I don't want to be, I don't want people to be having to, I don't want to give people the ultimatum to be like, oh, like, no, damn, do I want to sell it? Do I not? No, nah, like, do what you want to do. But hey, this is what's going to happen. Even for like the collectors on sound, like my my first like uh, 50 to 70 collectors on sound, my collectors on catalog, 
the um the party big contributors and stuff like that i feel like all of you guys are have been like helping build the the brand the ebony glory brand the danger zone brand and i appreciate it deeply so this is my you know this is me showing my appreciation and you know the nft way the the web three way for real for real yeah yeah <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense i guess when you were when you were putting together this this card right as a way to recognize these collectors so way to incentivize participation, but also the ability to trade off your art, right? Essentially. Yeah. Did you use any like references in developing that? Did you have like any, I guess, any fear in doing something like that? Like any concerns came to mind? And the only reason I ask, because I think it's such a good model that other people should be replicating. And I really, I want to want, I want to strip this thing down and kind of like break it down even more. No, we had, we had no worries. We had, it was nothing that was, um, we didn't really um i can't say that we we what's the word i'm looking for i can't say that we were um inspired by any other cards and nothing like that we kind of was just like trying to figure out because you know when i have my head down and i'm and i'm focused and stuff like that it's more so just like okay what can we create you know original we know like membership nfts was something that was already floating around the space and stuff like that mm -hmm. but we we're just trying to see how we can do it for ourselves so when we came up with the um when we came up with the designs for it, it was like, okay, well, for the crowdfund, for the crowdfund backers and contributors, let's just make it the album cover because this is the album that they contributed to. And then for every other collector and all the other spaces, let's just use their logo to kind of symbolize, you know, let the association is what um, I I like to, I like to, what we are, we talked about it, but I also like to um, um, make descriptive, you know, mm -hmm. in a way, so it's like you backed, um, you backed. This is this. So I don't know what I'm trying to say. You, you, I, for me, and for anybody in the space, they'll know exactly what you contributed to at the beginning. So mm -hmm. whether it was catalog, whether it was sound, whether it was the crowdfund, they know where you stand in the collector in the collector base. Um, no matter where, no matter where you go. So that's why I wanted it to make it. I wanted to make it specific on each platform instead of just making one nft card uh, membership card and just like dishing it out that way it was like no i want to make it specific because certain people it was only it was only 16 people that, that contributed to the party bit i want them 16 people to feel you know special in their way because they're the, you know is the the love is reciprocated so i want them right. to feel special in that way and then it was 42 people in a crowdfund that was the first believers in the space you feel me so no i want you guys to know that this is this is specifically for you and then so forth and so on um but yeah it was um it was something that we thought about on long and hard and like if we really wanted to do it and stuff like that and we're trying to figure out how we can build it all into the experience of buying the album and minting the album and stuff like that so when we got like down to the nitty-gritty it was like okay fat everyone who's holding their membership nft card can because a lot of people love token gated access a lot of people love token you know token gating and i feel like that's another thing that's going to help push the artist brands and, and the true believers is making it uh making it building the world around the artists and making it so that you can't access unless you contributed in a way right so um yeah i feel like uh you know yeah. having that and having that be having that be like um 
something that people hold dear to their heart. That's what really mattered to me. You know, that's what really, that's what I really, you know, fuck with for real. So, yeah. I, I love, I love your focus on bringing value back to collectors and creating unique experiences and showing appreciation. Um, yeah. It's, it's not something to take for granted when somebody drops $150, $300 uh, <laughs> on, on supporting, like, that's typically like a concert ticket, right? To like a really like well-known artist, for example, right? Exactly. Most people in the, in the traditional music industry will spend like 20 to 50 bucks on a t-shirt, right? But you've created a way to, I don't know, I just, I, I really recognize your, your yeah. willingness to create yeah. interesting experiences for your collectors and recognizing yeah. their support early on. I like I, I I really I really appreciate it because it's uh for, I, for, it was just on the tip of my tongue but it was one it's 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 um like every every time I sell an NFT like I don't take it for granted because this is not you know a place where it's just supposed to happen you're not supposed mm-hmm. to sell an NFT you know so don't feel obligated that this is just what you're supposed to be doing like no take every NFT that you sell, you know, don't take it for granted. Take it mm. like to heart because you cannot sell another one and you need to move and work as if you won't sell another one. And that's how I like to move because it's, it's one of those, I come from a man, I, man, my background, bro. Like I, man, this shit, like I'm, I'm very appreciative of this whole space and community like deeply. So, and I really care about the space and I care about the integrity of the space. So um, yeah, whenever shit like, you know, me selling a, a, a NFT happens, I'm more than grateful, more than grateful it, because it could be like, I can go, you know, I feel like a lot of people misunderstand this space and they see the numbers that people are making and they feel like they could come into this space and make $10,000, $15,000 off overnight. Yeah. No, buddy, no. And then I've seen a lot of people try to get into the space and get discouraged that they didn't get the support that they wanted, that they thought they were going to get out the gate because of what they've been seeing. So it's like, but I, I don't know, man. I, I get, I get so frustrated with that shit. It be, it be, it make me so mad. But you know, because people, people feel like they're leaving money on the table, and it's like, how are you leaving money on the table that's that's not yours on in on a table that's not yours <laughs> like, yeah, how, yeah. you know how are you how, how is that happening how is that possible so yeah um i yeah, i recognize man. man you're you're really commemorating like the mint moment uh and i think it's something super special uh i'm excited to see how you kind of progress in the space and what you do next before i let you go uh and we wrap this up where can we find you uh and what what can we expect from you next man across the board ibn and glor i-b-n-i-n-g-l-o-r um you can expect, I want to say, music videos coming from the Danger Zone album, um, the, a world being built around Danger Zone. Danger Zone is all Gill Gardens. I'm from, you know, all Gill Gardens. I'm from the trenches. I'm from the hood. So whenever you hear Danger Zone, you know that it's associated with all Gill Gardens. I am ready to, um, you know, jump into my love for gaming and my esports stuff uh, and doing a lot of... Uh, um doing a lot of work in that field because outside of music i game heavy and then also the one of the biggest things that we're going to do once the album is available for mint man one of the things i'm really excited about is the scholarship fund doing the danger zone Dow scholarship fund giving back to my community giving back to 
the kids that's from my hood that graduate from my high school, giving them uh, the opportunity to have a scholarship for any in-state university on uh, coding. So doing that to also bring wow. more people to Web3 and also um, bring, because, you know, we want, we want to build, we want to bring more builders into the community. We want to build, we want to bring more people into the community. Mm. We want them to know like what's going on in the space and shit like that. So giving them a, a scholarship for computer sciences, you know, it's something that I'm like, let's do that. That's what I want to do. But you have to graduate and you have to, you have to graduate and you have to be from the gardens. I take pride in my high school because my class, the class of 2011, when we first got to, when we, when I first got to Carver, my high school was Carver. I went to a military academy. So my first, uh, my first, uh, my, my class, when we first got to high school, when we first got to Carver, Carver was on academic probation. So the school was about to get shut down. So, bro, I'm like, so my class, our class was the class to get our school off of academic probation. And now Carver is one of the top, like, uh, schools in the city right now uh, top military schools in the city mm. right now so it's come on man i'm like i'm like, I'm like i don't know i'm like i'm like a, I'm, i've never been like a real preachy guy or running for mayor type of guy like oh i'm gonna do this that and the third but it's like I really, <laughs> I really i really fuck with my school and i really fuck with my community like i fuck with where i'm from like my family is damn near like one of the founding families of the guards like We've been like the, the the high school I graduated from. My mom, my uncles, my aunties all graduated from the same wow. high school. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, it's crazy. We've been in the gardens that long. Like, that shit, wow. <laughs> Man, I love that. I love I love your, your mentality uh, and your willingness to give back and not forgetting where you came from. Uh, I think it's a really unique trait that will allow you to go further and further and further and not get too lost in the sauce, as I like yeah. to say. Um, yeah. Cause you can get, a lot of people can get really caught up in the day to day of what they do, but you'll, it seems like you're always finding a way to kind of bring it back to where it was uh, and, 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 and just continuously remember where you're from. And I love that. I love these initiatives. I love also the esports take on kind of showing the world, the side of you beyond music and that you are a human and you are very approachable and you love doing Aww. shit just like every other person does, you know? Anime, really, it, movies. It, it, yeah, man. It normalizes the experience. We, we love to see it. Hell yeah. Overwatch. I play Overwatch and Gitchen Impact. Um, <laughs> Warzone, of course, but I'm like, I'm really big on like uh, first person shooters, so there yeah, you go. Ivan, <laughs> hey. this was great, man. Thank you so much for being on. We're going to have to do this again soon. Um, yeah. But till next time, keep killing it, and uh, we'll chat soon. You as well. Congratulations on making it this far into the episode. You are a champ. And because of that, I want to say thank you by giving you a free participation NFT. You can claim yours today by visiting adamlevy.io forward slash NFT. Follow the steps on your screen. You'll be good to go. Also, depending on which platform you're listening on, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, share, favorite, etc. It really helps grow the platform and our reach online. And last but not least, I want to give some love and recognize one of our NFT sponsors who's helping make this episode a reality. They are CyberConnect, a decentralized social graph protocol allowing users to own and control their social connections while providing a universal data layer backed by powerful social features to empower developers. Already with 150,000 users, 
and 3 million connections, CyberConnect is the largest decentralized social graph supporting Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, Near, and Solana with more coming soon. To learn more, visit cyberconnect.me and start connecting with everyone in Web3.